So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Keeper's Line Pool, everybody. Thank you for being here. I am Keeper. I am your host. And I have been doing this for a couple of years now. And I want people to understand really what's going on in the rest of the world. Well, you know what? Not so much anything outside of the 50 contiguous in the United States. We've got to pay attention to what's going on right here at home. I've got a little background noise. I don't know who that is. I don't know if anybody's live or muted, so... Um, I can hear some stuff. So if you are live on the phone and I've not invited you in, press your mute button really quick uh, and don't sweat it. Uh, but there's so many things that are going on. Here we have a new president and people have seemingly gone to sleep thinking that he's going to make everything okay. We can't do that. We can't assume that just because we have a new president that everything is going to be okay. Even when you compare what Trump said before he was elected and to what he is doing after he was elected, dude hit the ground running. Okay, I mean, it was like, got a new job, and we're off and running. Let's go kick ass. Let's do this. And at every turn, they're trying to shut him down. The former president, who I don't like to say his actual name, and some people have gotten me to actually say it, but I like to refer to him as Obozo because I think he's a clown. And I'm trying not to swear tonight. I do think that he is a clown. Trying to stay around D.C., someplace close, and you're going to hear rumors. Oh, he can't get back in the United States. He went on vacation. And blah, blah. Hey, shut up. Shut up. Really? There, I mean, nobody's actually going to turn this dude away from getting back in the United States. If he goes on vacation outside of it, Let's get real. Can't fix everything by himself. And that has been the problem all along. We have to be the people on the ground that go make a difference. We have to be able to stand up for your neighbor, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, yourself, everybody, and come together and be an American. You can't be a Republican anymore. You can't be a Democrat anymore. You can't be black. You can't be white. You can't be Asian. You've got to be an American to really understand the position that we are in still, even though we have elected a new president. You can't sit there and put your head back in the sand and think everything's going to be okay just because we have a new president or, depending upon what state you're in, a new governor or a new state Senate representative, 
you can't do that. You can't you can't go, okay, cool, everything's gonna be okay because I voted for this person and you know, they're gonna do the things that I voted them into office to do. No, you have to stay on them. They get in there and they're like a kid in a candy store and they've got all this money that's yours, all this tax money that you pay that you don't even get to see. You have no way to tell where it's going. It just it, it gets spent. Poof, it's gone. So what are you going to do? You have to stay on these characters that have been elected, that I have elected, that I have voted for, and make sure they do what they said they were going to do if it is along the lines of your character, your person, your desires as a voting person. If you don't vote, you don't get to bitch. No, yes, you do. You just got to do it in a slightly different manner. You've got to make noise, people. The squeaky wheel gets the most grease, which is why when you look at Sweden right now and they're throwing these riots in these supposed no-go zones or these you know, areas where you shouldn't go into, they're burning things and rioting and hurting people and raping women. And all of a sudden, it's actually made national news because Donald Trump said something. How many people have known about this already? Uh, a couple hundred thousand, maybe a million people within the United States are watching this because they don't pay attention to MSNBC, NBC, ABC, any of that stuff. They look for for their own news. They don't even listen to RT. Some of them listen to, like, InfoWars and Alex Jones. Okay, fine. Dude seemed to have gone off the deep end because he didn't get his, like, legitimate uplifting career on national television. But okay, fine. We can't go to sleep. We can't pretend that everything is going to be okay just because we have a new president, just because we have a new governor coming in or a new state senator or even a national senator or a House of Representatives individual. We can't think that. We have to stay in a place of paying attention and making sure that these people that we've elected do what they said they were going to do, why we voted for them. Don't even think about going to sleep. Don't even think about rolling over into the nice, comfy, warm bed. Don't put your head back in the sand like an ostrich. Don't go full retard. Do not do it. Part of this and part of what I'm talking about is why and why I'm saying these kinds of things is because my guest is one of those kinds of people. He is an everyday American, believes in the Constitution, the way it was written, believes in the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, uh, the Third Amendment, the Fourth, the Fifth, believes in the Constitution the way it was written, not the way the Supreme Court wants to interpret it. That's why I'm having him on tonight. This guy is running for the seat of sheriff in Roanoke City, Virginia. I've met him in person. And just an incredible guy, straightforward, says what's on his mind, not so dissimilar from Donald Trump because Donald Trump doesn't have a filter. So when when you think about things, when you look at things and you hear things and you're paying attention to things, you've got to... You've got to 
listen. You've got to read. You've got to pay attention. You can't sit there and rely on the news media that's out there to get your information because you're not going to hear what's going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like, I'd like you to welcome I, – I don't know who's there right now. I heard a little bit of talking, but I, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Daniel Heiberger. He's running, like I said, for the seat of sheriff in Roanoke City, Virginia. Daniel, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for being here, man. Hey, Robert. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Hey, brother. How are you all doing this evening? Hanging in there, man. I mean, it's the kinds of things that are going on, and this is, you know, this is what you and I spoke about. This is what you and I have talked about, you know, since I met you. Um, was it? Uh, it's been a year now, right? It's getting close to it, yeah. Uh, I mean, let, let me drop some background here on some people, okay? Um, yes, if you don't know, if 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 my listeners don't know who Jeanette Senecum is. Uh, I was asked because I was close enough to provide security for Jeanette Finnecum and Chalice Finnecum and her family. Uh, I did not know that there was going to be anybody else there. I had no idea. And in two days, me and three guys were gone, mobile, and in position to provide that security. When I got there, I met this guy, Daniel Heiberger. He was already providing security for the Finnegan family and the host family that were gracious enough to provide living quarters while Mrs. Finnegan and family were there. Um, and we had this meeting before everything was going on. This was a, a basically a poker run to wa- raise awareness and raise a little bit of money for what's going on with the Finnegan. So if you don't know about that, research it. Um, and we had this, you know, this kind of a, a safety meeting, a briefing kind of thing. And there's about, what, it's about 15 of us? Is that right? Yeah. 15, 15 16. And, um, you know, I, I, I said my piece. You know, I'm, me and my guys are here to provide security for this many. And you guys were there, I guess, to cover the rest in, like, overview. And we meshed. I mean, we never met. This was the first time that we ever met. And, it, I mean, it was like, you know, a hand-in-the-glove kind of thing. So I have a great deal of respect for my guests tonight, so I, I want I, – I, I would like – I don't want – I would like for people to listen to what you have to say tonight, Daniel. Um, you're running for sheriff. Let's get into that. You're running for sheriff of Roanoke City. Yes, sir. Um, what is it that, that, you know, made you want to step up to that plate? Because that's a that's an awfully fat ribeye steak-sized plate, man. <laughs> Indeed it is. Uh, well, you know, a year ago, well, it's been about two and a half, three years now since I've been getting involved in this patriot movement. Um, it all started when I started looking for a local militia in my neck of the woods to, to be a part of and, and, and to be uh, around, you know, good peoples and and, um, and, and people who, who love their country and um, had that had that sense of duty to God and country in their heart. Uh, I wanted to surround myself with those types of people. Um, when I started uh, looking into that, I, I found out about what this what this whole three percenter movement is. And um, when I started reading more about it and educating myself on 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 what on who these patriots were, I was like, well, that's me. I, I want to. That's me. And um, and I started getting you know more involved and and uh, becoming more more political. Um, you know, I used to be one of the sheep, if you will. I was part of the I was part of the flock. 
Um, you know, I, I I didn't care too much about politics. Um, and, and I guess the older I get, and you know, being a father of three and a, a father to a stepson, um, you know, it's to me, it, politics they they are important. As as, as mind numbing as C-SPAN can be at times, what's really going on is is important. And you know, what what our elected representatives. Uh, the decisions that they make, they do affect us, whether we realize it or not. I, I originally intended on running for running city mayor. Um, okay. But in, in my in my understanding of the Constitution and, and what's going on, I, I understand that the sheriff is there to make sure that the people's rights, their constitutional rights, their, their civil rights, are being protected and adhered to. Well, and, well, let me right. let me let me jump in here really quick and ask you this question. Sure. Uh, the current sheriff has he been doing that already? I mean, has he been defending the people uh, against you know, federal current, overreach and things like that? Our current sheriff, uh, his name's uh, Tim Allen. He's a Democratic sheriff. Um, oh, and so no, he hasn't. No, no. But, well, and currently <laughs> in, in Roanoke City, we have a sheriff's department. And we have a police department, okay? In Roanoke City, the sheriff the sheriff's jobs are to make sure uh, to take care of the jail and the courthouses. The police job handles the law enforcement. Um, okay. It, my campaign is I'm actually running on a referendum uh, to return law enforcement back to the sheriff's department. And, and the reason I want to do this, and I want everybody listening to ask yourself this question, do you want the person in charge of law enforcement and in, char- in charge of protecting your your constitutional rights, your natural rights bestowed upon you by your creator, whoever you choose to worship, do you want that to be an appointed person that you have no control over, or would you rather it be an elected official that you voted for? Um, You know, this country is in dire need of constitutional representation across the board, not just in Roanoke City, but across the board. You know, I I know there's a lot of upstanding good patriots out there in, in, in the world, and Believe it or not, you don't have to have a background in law enforcement to be the sheriff. The sheriff is a political figure. Uh, the, the sheriff is, is there to ensure those, you know, in law enforcement are, are not violating uh, people's civil rights, to make sure the courts aren't, to make sure the local government is it, and to make sure that federal government doesn't overreach into your backyard. Um and that's why I, I, I shifted gears and changed my focus more towards running for the appointed uh, position, or excuse me, the elected position of sheriff, and away from being the mayor. Um, right. Okay. But no, Tim Allen, he, he the, I, you know, I, I look at his page on social media. You know, I, I never hear anything about him in the news. And the last thing I saw uh, that he was doing was handing out awards to a local um, restaurant called Mission Barbecue. And I think they have quite a few different restaurants up and down the East Coast. But he was handing out an award to uh, Mission Barbecue for, you know, their their unwavering support of law enforcement, military, and first responders, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, I it is awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. It is also like let's go ahead and kiss butt so that we get free food. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know, it's it's nice so, to show appreciate appreciation for those who appreciate you, but you know, if that's all you're doing, then why are you in that position? I mean, if you are a sheriff, 
if you are the elected representative of the people, by the people, you're supposed to be for the people. And I, I, I'm sorry, but handing out awards to restaurants, you know, I mean, that that's that shows good grace. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't you're, – you're not doing you know anything. You know what that reminds I mean, me of? What's that? You know what that – that reminds me of, of the TV show Breaking Bad. Because the dude at the chicken place was, like, all about giving to law enforcement and everything like that, so they would turn their eyes in another direction. I wonder what might be behind the scenes. And I'm not trying to put anything in anybody's bonnet. You know, I don't have any bees because we're not in springtime quite yet. Um, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening in and you have a question or a comment, please dial 424-258-9220. Okay, and I want you to press the number one button after a pre-recorded message, uh, and we'll get, see about getting you, uh, you know, get your question on the show here. So again, what is it that that made you want to step up to this plate, dude? I mean, this this is kind of this is kind of a big kind of a big deal. I mean, you're throwing it, your hat well, into the political ring. Well, the long and the short of it is, I have been a victim myself of of my Eighth Amendment being violated. I mean. Paraphrase the punishment should fit the crime. Um, I've, I've been, you know, violated. My Fourth Amendment rights have been violated. Uh, to to see um, good, hardworking people struggle and and not get anywhere and just be tossed to the side, uh, you know, it's just I'm not the only person out there in the world that feels like this. And there's a lot oh. of people who who want to see something done and. Nobody's doing anything about it. Um, you know, I'm running for this position because I want to see, you know, well, Roanoke City is a very blue city. It really is. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not Democrat and I'm not Republican. I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in its original intent. I believe that all people are created equal. Now, that doesn't mean we're all capable of doing the same things, but we all have equal rights. Um, right. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in, in the don't tread on me slogan. You do you, be happy, I'll do my, me, and as long as your way of life isn't directly impeding on mine, what do I care? But these things like licensing liberties, um, like yeah. I get in an argument about this quite a bit, uh, a driver's license per se. Uh, folks tell you that you have to have a piece of plastic in your wallet to be allowed to drive on the roads. Well, um, yeah. first off, our tax dollars built that road. Secondly, a piece of plastic in my wallet doesn't make me a good driver. The actions behind the wheel does. I mean, it's, in my opinion, that's, that's, that's kind of like common sense. No, I'm not right saying there, drivers. Ed, I'm not saying drivers' ed isn't important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, if you're if you're a new driver, you should most definitely sign up and take some classes and learn how to operate that motor vehicle. Just like if you're a new gun owner, you should probably go take some classes, some safety courses, and learn how to safely operate your firearm. I mean, it's, it's, it's common sense, you know, you don't, um, and I believe the way the constitution is written that our freedom to travel, our right to travel is, is covered underneath the pursuit of happiness, that we have the right to travel ourselves and transport our belongings on the highways and byways that our tax dollars built. The only time that you need a license per se is if you are driving a magnificent vehicle or your income is directly related to you driving that vehicle. So, like, In other words, commerce. Yes, exactly. So if 
if, I mean, if, if you're a school bus driver, if you're if you are in charge of transporting our children back and forth to school safely, I would like to know that you have a special license that says you could do that. that yeah, you have you've met some kind of some kind of qualification, and and, and when you're looking yeah. at any kind of state or federal thing, it's only a minimum qualification. I mean, do you stop at a stop sign? Do you stop at a red light? Do you not turn on a red light? Or make a right turn on a red light? That, that kind of thing. Yeah, there, I mean it. It's there, there should be, you know, some. They should be put through some type of test to make sure they are safe and they are going to keep our children safe. Or if you're transporting hazardous materials, uh, you know, a CDL or, or you're a truck driver and you're driving, uh, however many gallon tanks of gasoline down the road. Yeah, I want to make sure that you're safe. Um, yeah, to be you know, personally responsible for 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 maintaining whatever you know, whether it's precious cargo like children. Or you know, mm-hmm. volatile cargo like gasoline or anything explosive or corrosive or I mean even milk. I mean, yeah. I mean we understand that. I mean conservative people understand that. And and there's been too much labeling going on to the political spectrum. So you know I'm a conservative. I'm also a constitutionalist. That doesn't mean that I am opposed to change, but the change that needs to happen needs to be uh, measured against the Constitution, in my opinion, yeah. which is where my constitutional, my constitutional standpoint comes from. You've got to measure it against that. Okay? And no, it's not a perfect document, but it is the document that everything, every law that's ever been written should be measured against. Uh, so if you get elected... What kind of things are you looking at doing? I mean, this is this is you know the whole campaign theory. Okay, so here I am. You know, if I'm elected, I'm going to do this and 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 this, or I'm not going to do that and that. So, what would happen uh, with a you know Sheriff Daniel Heiberger, you know, in, okay. in, in you know the position of power? Well, uh, again, first off, you know, I'm, my campaign is a referendum to return law enforcement back to the sheriff's department. Again, that's if you return law enforcement back to the sheriff, then you're returning law enforcement back to the people because the people have elected that sheriff. They're not an appointed position by the by the city manager or, or mayor or whoever um, appoints the police chief. Now, that being said, you know, nobody in the police department is going to lose their job. Um, there might be a slight change in the uniform and the patches they wear, but, you know, everybody's going to – I'm not going to completely turn the law enforcement – guys completely over on their head that's the last thing i want but what i want is for our our law enforcement to have a better understanding of their role in society uh and to i mean there's a lot of police officers who, who have to go out there and arrest people who don't feel like they should be arrested but they're told to because of some nonsense law that violates the constitution and they're they're you know they're underneath the guise of just following orders well, their orders well, underneath the constitutional sheriff is to abide by the Constitution, to ensure right. – and like the, like the Fourth Amendment, for example. The Fourth Amendment, the only thing probable cause gives law enforcement the ability to do is to gain a search warrant, and that search warrant has to particularly describe the person, place, and thing they are searching for. Um, now, now they say, well, probable cause gives me the right to – no, it doesn't. Probable cause just gives you the right to get a warrant. It's clearly defined, but they have been so conditioned that, you know, they're, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of them, you know, I'm just doing my job, man. 
and I have I have complete respect for our boys in blue, uh, you know, for for the for the boys in brown, for our LEOs across the across the board. They have a job that not many people are willing to sign up to do. And but the thing is, you know, there's there's police officers out there who who don't even understand the laws that they are enforcing. I mean, I've I've had countless conversations with different police officers describing to them, you know, the right to travel versus a license or and going off onto licensing liberties and things of that nature. I mean, for example, here in Roanoke City, since 1985, we have had something called a storm drainage tax, which means every single time it <laughs> rains, you get taxed. Oh, my God. So in, so in, the, in Roanoke City, you get taxed when water falls from the sky because we live in a valley. Now that, you know, we had, there's been floods in the valley, but that's geography, people. If you live in a valley and you don't expect there to be flooding during heavy rains, you know, we got to think outside the box a little bit and kind of understand that water rolls downhill. Kind of like if you live in a delta on the Gulf and, and, you know, you're, you're, foundation is built on marsh there's a good chance your house is going to get swept away oh my god see this this is that particular tax right there i mean i as a sheriff i'm not sure that you could actually do something about that but i mean it's it's definitely pointing to some absurdities uh that that you know that we get taxed on i mean there's there's a a bill going on or going around right now in virginia and Daniel and myself both live in Virginia, um, called an age tax. They want to tax people for uh, having a birthday. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be digging into this a little bit more in the next week or two, so be prepared. Um, but these kinds of things, this little tax he's talking about, and this is kind of aside from you know you running for sheriff, but, but still it's sheriff- relevant. As sheriff, could I not put a could I not put my foot down and put an end to that and be like, look, that doesn't fly. I mean, you already well, we're already being taxed on our paychecks. Then we get taxed again when we buy something, and then at the end of the year we have to pay more taxes. And I mean, see, being a, being a sheriff, um, I'm not sure how it works where you're at because I mean you're all the way on like the the western point. Of Virginia, and I'm all the way out here on the eastern point. But as far as I understand it, um, if you're a sheriff, you're not supposed to involve yourself with the board of supervisors unless they directly ask for your input. Okay, uh, the board of supervisors are the ones that do that kind of thing. They you know, they, they put tax out there. They say you know we're going to have gas tax or road tax or restaurant tax or a lot of times, uh, at least here in my local area. Um, Hampton Roads, Gloucester, Matthews, uh, Middlesex counties, um, they do have a tendency to put taxes up for certain votes. I mean, if we're going to increase a restaurant tax, they'll put it out there. Or, you know, dining in or dine out tax. If if I, for instance, if I'm in, if I'm in Gloucester County, it takes about 15 minutes to get from one county to the next in my particular situation, depending upon where I am at the time. If I am in Gloucester County, for instance, um, and there's a product on the shelf that is 99 cents, that's plus tax. In Gloucester, I pay like a dollar three. 
Now, if I drive that 15 minutes to like Matthews County, I'm paying like a dollar six. Okay, so depending upon who your board of supervisors is, they're the ones that are going to either try and push this through or put it up to the voters. And those are the kinds of things I was talking about at the opening of the show where we need to pay attention to. And you running for the office of the sheriff definitely gets a constitutional-based thinking out to the people because if you become sheriff and you incorporate things that are coming from, like, uh, the CSPOA, Constitutional, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, where they adhere to a more constitutional aspect of peacekeeping, and I say that on purpose because law enforcement officers do that, and there is a, there is a distinct difference. And I know that, Daniel, I know that you understand that difference. Um, law enforcement officer, officer only enforces the law. They don't question it. They just do their job. But exactly. somebody that has the information of where, you know, that comes from a constitutional point of view, which is and should be, and, and we need to get back to the law of the land, the Constitution itself. If we measure, again, what I was talking about, um, any law that's written against the Constitution, you know, therein is, 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 it's not a gray area. If you're measuring a law that's written against the Constitution, and it goes against the Constitution, it should be thrown out. It should be just, you know, put it back in the shredder or put it in the shredder and just never mind it. Um, so so you being on the forefront, uh, you know, to, to show the example, be the example from, as most people would see it, a law enforcement attitude or a law enforcement officer standpoint, but you're coming from a constitutional perspective, you can sit there and have a you know five minute conversation with somebody, and let them know you know you're off you know you and your officers. Hopefully, I hope you get elected. I really hope that you get elected. Um, can explain to people, okay, this is the constitutionality of where I'm coming from, and this is the law from what I'm supposed to do. Okay, so if we can abide by the constitution, here's the example. This is this is me as a from a law enforcement officer's point of view with understanding of the Constitution. This is what I'm supposed to do because of the law. I have to write you a citation or a ticket, depending upon what state you live in, for not having a registered vehicle. I personally understand that you have the freedom to do what you do, travel along the roadways, highways, and byways of this country because you are an American citizen. Uh-huh. Those things got to be paid attention to. They have got to be. And it, it, it is so, I understand that law enforcement officers get paid regardless because that comes out of my pocket. And they're doing their job. They're following orders. I get that. But if we go back in history, and all of the, everything that we're talking about tonight, Daniel, I don't think that you're going to you know, you know, push against me too hard for this, but everything that we're talking about, goes back years and years and years and years. All of the interplay, all of the understanding that I have, that I think that you have, uh, it comes into play. Well, I was just following orders. Oh, you were told to shoot that person in the head? Right. Back in 1930, 1940, whatever it happened to be? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, why did you do that? What, did you not see that as morally wrong? 
Apparently they didn't because they shot him. Then that person should now also die. Now, if you're in a constitutional aspect, you have the decision, you have the choice to be able to say, no, I cannot follow the order, even from a commanding officer, because of principle, because of the Constitution, because this is the kind of thing that we should be following, not whatever law was written by some douchebag that doesn't know the difference between a hole in the wall and a, not, and a board. I mean, can you really fault me for that kind of thinking? I can't. Now, you know, speaking of these taxes, though, and this this is this is the one thing out of the Constitution and, and the Bill of Rights and its amendments that bothers me the most. And I, I I don't know how many people actually take the time. I have I have a pocket Constitution on my person at all times. If ever I have a question or or uh, I can reference it and and try to understand better. But the 16th Amendment that says it was ratified on February 3rd of 1913, anybody, if anybody is listening that was alive in 1913 or can explain to me why anybody would agree to this, and I have it right in front of me, and this, and this thir- uh, excuse me, this 16th Amendment actually violates the Constitution in itself, but it, 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 it boggles my mind. I'm, I'm going to read it out loud to you here real quick. And it right, says, cool. um, the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever, whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. Which basically, what American citizen in their right mind would allow their elected representation to say, Hey, yeah, you can take as much money out of my paycheck that I worked for my entire life. You know, I, I worked 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours this week, but you can take as much as you see fit. That, I mean, that's basically what the 16th Amendment says. And when people turned a blind eye to that in 1913, it, it, that just set the stage for, for this, for every other tax that they, that they impose on us, no matter what it well, is. He- well, you know, I mean, we can sit there and point fingers back in 1913 to the people that, you know, said, oh, okay. At the same time, you know, 1913, we weren't yet in World War One, and America was flourishing. So Yeah, we still know. had roads, we had schools, we still had military, you know, we had All business. That. I mean, it, it, everything was, you know, it, it was on the right track. But, I mean, so, still, to, still, still to this day, I, I can't imagine any American, any hardworking American citizen agreeing, whether it be back then or now or in the future, why any American citizen would agree to allow the government to steal as much money as they want out of their income from their income at any time they want for any reason they want. Yeah. That's basically which, what that says. Which, yeah. I mean, see that that that's really. I mean, how can how? I mean, he here it is. I'm working, I'm busting my butt, and and it's enough to make you angry. I, well, you know, it it, it actually it actually kind of confounds me, okay? Because you you okay you in this particular you know part of the conversation, meaning the federal government. How can you, the federal government? Decide arbitrarily how much to tax me based on how much I work 
or don't work because I mean I can sit there I mean I work and I've got I work I do I bust my butt and I've got to help her and I got to give it to the guy he busts his butt too and how is it that if I decide to sit in my work truck and do nothing you're still going to tax the amount of work that I do how is that how how does that how how does that equate? How how is that fair? How is that reasonable? And if we had you constitutional representation, if we had constitutional you know, representation in the first place, that amendment would have never been passed. It had never been ratified, and we wouldn't have these types of scenarios even today, like a food tax, like you were talking about earlier. If I right. if I go out to eat in the city of Roanoke, buy my meal with tax money, and then I have to pay a sales tax, and then I have to pay a restaurant tax. This, right. this this alone, I feel like, is why we need constitutional representation for for the pure and simple fact that every single time we turn around, Big Brother is is getting they they have to get their cut just because you have to live your life. Okay, I mean, if if I can't I can't have a garden in my front yard because I live in the city, I can't go hunt in the city. Which I mean, there's a lot of people. Hunter safety is important. Don't get me wrong. But if I if I wanted to load up with a crossbow and and pick off the deer that came down off the mountain in my backyard, I couldn't do it because I live in the city limits, or it's not hunting season, or whatever the case may. Be. All these limitations. We're supposed to be a free people, and these yeah. the, the, these different things. You know, there's so it's much. Frustrating, so isn't it? it, it it, it, it gets, really is. It it's extremely frustrating. Flabbergasting. To, to try and stay and to try and focus on one thing because you get going on one thing, and it leads to another that leads to another that leads to another, and we're supposed to be a free people. And yeah, without without constitutional representation, we will never be a free people. And pure and simple, the Constitution wasn't written. The law of the land wasn't written to restrict we the people. The Constitution was written so we the people were in power. We're supposed to be the ones calling the shots. It's supposed to be a small government that's, you know, a nation founded on law, a republic, not a democracy. <laughs> it is a republic. Yes, yes. And we are guaranteed a republic government, as stated in the Constitution. But, you know, we have all these all these uh, elected representatives, leaders, if you will, and I put that in quotation marks, are... are People, uh, public figures who keep referring to our country as a democracy. If they want to know what a democracy is, they need to go look at the history of Greece and see how well that worked out for them. (laughs) I mean, I'll put it to you like this. If if you don't understand how a democracy works, a, a pure democracy, that's where the people vote on everything. Okay, so let's say... 51% 51% of the population said that men were not allowed to have ponytails. Just throwing it out. Just something, I mean, it's ludicrous, I know, but we're just for argument's sake. 51% right, okay. of the population said men were not allowed to have ponytails. You going to cut yours off? Prefer you know? not to because I actually have one. <laughs> but, 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 no, this, but this is a democracy now. Fifty-one percent of the population said men can't have ponytails. You're going to have to cut your hair off, okay? No. Well, no, sorry. This is a democracy now. Fifty. Oh. So now that other forty-nine percent 
see, this is what's called mob rule. That's what a pure democracy is. That's why we have things like the Electoral College. That's why we have things. That's why we have the system put in place where we have people who are supposed to represent we the people. Okay, that, that, that's the way. That's the way it was written for a reason. We do have somewhat democratic values, or not democratic, uh, democracy values, in, in the ways that we are allowed to vote, and everybody's it, everybody should go out and vote and make their vote heard. You know, and there are times where people do get to choose, or at least public opinion polls are put out. So we do. We, there are ways for us, the people, to you know voice our concerns. But the constitutional representation is supposed to go. Look, guys, I'm sorry if you don't like a, if a guy has a ponytail or not. It's not your right to tell this person how he lives his life. Yeah, that that hey, I mean, that's you, why we you be- you could almost well actually you can incorporate the phrase. It is not up to the federal government to protect me from myself. It exactly. is not up to the state <laughs> government to protect me. It's not up to the the county government to protect me from myself. And you know that's 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 a danger, I guess, that too much of society wants to like you know get involved in when they don't need to. I mean, if you want to, and you, anybody can hate me right now. I don't care. I really, honestly, do not care if you hate me right now. This is really what it boils down to. Okay. If somebody wants to kill themselves, okay, take their own life. It is not the government's responsibility to stop them. It is not society's responsibility to stop them. It isn't, okay? Sure, we don't want people to die. We don't, I mean, whether, you know, somebody kills somebody else or you got to go to war because the federal government that sucks um, sent you someplace that you didn't want to be but you went and fought. If you choose to take your own life, it's not anybody's responsibility to stop you from doing it. And that's an extreme example. But it's, I mean, you can apply that to anything. If, if I choose to, you know, drink alcohol, so much so that I get obliterated, the federal government's not there to stop me. The federal government or the county government or, you know, the, the local city is there to arrest me for doing so. Oh, well, I hope I learned my lesson. I mean... <laughs> When you were you, you, know, you were I mean, talking about common it's, sense, yeah, it, it, I mean it's very common sense. But and I don't know at what history uh, my generation. I mean I'm 31 years old. I don't know what I, I was born in 1985, July 12th, on a naval installation out in San Diego, California. Okay, Pendleton. I'm sorry. Was it Pendleton? No, that's a Marine yeah. base. Sorry. Well, that Wait, uh, was? it's they had they had Navy. On the Marine base as well, but I was born in the Pendleton Hospital. So Sweet. naval installation is a few miles south of that. Yeah, um, okay. But um. Coronado. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is actually a huge. I mean that that base alone is, is a city in itself. It's absolutely yes, huge. Yes, it is. It's, it is massive. So all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. But, but my my point is is I, I don't I don't understand at what point in 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 American history, people became so complacent. I'm not. I, I, when did we stop asking why? You know, why? Why? Why are things this way? At what point is it okay to just uh, uh, lay down and take it, if you will? 
You know, I, I, there has to be a point, and there will be a point, when the American people say, all right, you know what, guys, enough is enough. And we, we're getting, I feel like we've already been to that point, and I want to do things the right way, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm running for sheriff, the, the supreme law enforcement of the land, to, to ensure that the, Constitu- the Constitution is adhered to and to ensure that the people, we the people, including myself, constitutional rights or natural God-given rights or their natural rights bestowed upon them by their creator is adhered to. I mean, it's, it's pure and simple. If I, if I would rather live off the land, collect rainwater and filter it and hunt my food and grow a garden, if I would rather live my life that way than, than be forced to go work here or there or wherever, to pay these taxes for whatever reason they deem necessary and as much as they want. I, I mean, I could literally be placed in prison for being self-sufficient. Is that the America yes. that we want to live in? Is that what you, the people, want? I, there's um, there's a gentleman. Oh, I, I, saw, I saw this news article the other day. He's uh, he was somewhere off off the the Great Lakes. But he is in yeah, prison exactly. right now. He has a, had a windmill that he refused to take down. He was supplying energy to his home with a windmill and was put in prison because he refused to take it down. Yeah. And there's a man <laughs> in America right now in prison because he was harnessing natural wind energy. Yeah. He's in prison. There's, there's you know... <laughs> Up in that area, there's a there's a couple of other other stories. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, McClint, McClint, it's not McClintock. It may be, but I can't remember his name. Um, from roughly the same area, that you know had uh, ponds, you know water ponds on his land, and the fire department had frequently relied on his water source to put out you know wildfires in the area. And the EPA or the Bureau of Land Management decided to throw him in jail because somebody went up to one of his ponds, dug a uh, a path from that pond to a creek that was like a mile or two away. I'll even I'll even go so short as like half a mile or three quarters of a mile. Um, while him and his wife were out of the area, they breached his pond and made it run into a creek that was at least half a mile away. They put him in prison for having these ponds on his property. If you know anything about the federal government, you know that the property that you live on, you don't actually own because you've got to pay taxes oh. on it. If, if you don't pay taxes on that property for owning that property, the federal government's going to come take it from you and put you in jail. As a constitutional sheriff's officer, I would let them know Straight up, you're not going to take anybody to prison. That man is a free man. That's his property. He can do what he wants to on that property. You can, and I would have my deputies stand shoulder to shoulder and say, if you want to take them, I mean, I would literally take protecting the American people's liberties seriously and literally. There is, I mean, there is. There's a story of a of a dunkard or a, a German Baptist dairy farmer who was um. And the constitutional sheriff, he did his job, and he told the EPA to go kick rocks. They were going to send yeah. an agent to, to arrest this dairy farmer, and that sheriff 
did what he was supposed to do. He protected his people. That's, that's why you have an elected sheriff. And I'm, I'm not sure at what I, – I, I searched and searched and searched. I don't know at what point Roanoke City – I mean, Roanoke County is huge. And it covers the city of Salem and Benton's in it. And Roanoke City is in Roanoke, is, is in Roanoke County, but they have their own separate uh, sheriff's department and, and police force as well. Right. Um, you know, it's but I don't know at what point in Roanoke's history they decided having an appointed position. I, I don't know what point in American history people stopped thinking for themselves for a change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I mean, <laughs> it's 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 funny because it's true, but it's also kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm 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 an oddball in my generation, you know. Um, I, I I guess I've, I've I've always been the black sheep in my family. Uh, now I'm the black sheep for different reasons, I guess, because I <laughs> refuse to sit down. I refuse to be quiet. Not you know, I'm I'm not going to go anywhere. Win or lose this election, brother. I'll tell you this much right now. You know, at the very least, hopefully, I can. I can educate people and hopefully open up a few more eyes. And I'm, I'm already prepared to lose, but that doesn't mean I can't run again. And that doesn't mean I can't run again and again and again until finally right. people get it. And at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not doing it for glory. I'm not doing it for the money. I don't want any of this. All I want is for people to wake up and think for themselves and push back. Quit being so compliant. I want people to wake up and realize we, the people, are the ones in charge. There are so many more of us than them. <laughs> there are so yeah. many more of us than them. And if we, the people, would actually get off of social media and and do something, anything, stand up, walk out of work, draw. <laughs> You know the easiest way is that we could take America back, it, it, all jokes aside. If every single person went to their banks tomorrow, I don't have a bank account, but if every single person went to their banks tomorrow and withdrawed all their money, <laughs> it probably put us into a great depression, and the banks don't have all your money in there, which I've never right. understood. I mean, if you put a, if, if you put $5,000 in your bank account this morning, and then go back this afternoon and try to pull out three thousand of it. They're going to look at you and say, "Uh, we don't have it. No, oh, you yeah. can't. You can't pull out that much. Oh, we need ten days in advance to know that you're going to do that." But people just keep on putting their monies in the bank. You know, it, see, that's 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 part of that's part of the problem. Okay, since we do well, since we no longer have um, the actual gold to back the U.S. dollar which is a lot of where the economy is like barely floating right now, our American economy. Yeah, oh, stock market's doing great. We're going to be fine and blah, blah, blah. And if it crashes, you're screwed because the money that you think you have, you don't actually have. The dollar bill, the $1 bill, the $50 bill, the $10 bill, whatever it is that you have in your pocket, your wallet, if you're lucky enough to have a $50 bill in your wallet right now or a $100 bill, it's not worth the, the paper that it's printed with. And I say printed with because it's actually the money is actually a special kind of paper, and it, you you can go do your own research on that. But it, it's not worth that 
that piece of paper that you actually have because we're not bought, we're not backed by a gold standard or a silver standard or anything like that. All we do anymore is transfer debt. Okay, when you when you go use your credit card or your debit card um, at your convenience store or at Sears or at Macy's or at Bloomingdale's or uh, I mean Exxon, or, it doesn't make any difference. All you're doing, that's why it's called a debit card, is transferring debt. Your, your, your bank statement may say that you have you know, $100,000 there. But if you, like you were just saying, Daniel, if you walk into that bank and you want to walk out the door with $100,000 in cash because that's what it says that you have in your bank account, you can't do that. They don't carry that amount of cash. They don't. That's why these multimillionaires and billionaires keep all their money in offshore accounts. So they can, so they they can actually put their hands on and they own it. It's theirs, okay? You're just transferring because we're not backed, again, by a gold standard or back in the day, the British sterling, the British money used to be the standard of which all money across the world was traded by. Then it became the gold standard of the American dollar backed by actual gold held at like Fort Knox and you know this place and the, you know, the Federal Gold Reserve in New York or whatever it happened to be. We don't do that anymore. It's imaginary. And people fail to understand that because they don't want to think that their money isn't worth anything. Why do, I mean, nobody understands. And this is way off the topic of tonight, but um, it, well, it's completely fine because it all, it, it, there's all the interplay, and people need to really understand that. Uh, but these are the reasons. These are the reasons why I want to run for sheriff, though. I mean, all of these reasons, all 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 of the all all of the nonsense that's happening in our country right now. I know I'm 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 running for sheriff in my backyard because well, it's my backyard. So I, you know, in my opinion, I'm going to take care of my hometown first. Right there, you go. And if we had more people with that mindset that want to take care of their own backyard first, if I'm taking care of Roanoke and you're taking care of the, you know, the, the east side of Virginia and someone's taking care of, of wherever they're at, you know, as a country, we're going to become stronger again. And I'm, I'm not preaching lawlessness. You know, I'm not saying, hey, people can go out and do whatever they want because they're a free country. No, I mean, you still have, you know, guidelines to, to, to live by. You know, there's – I'm not <laughs> – hey, yeah. There's just I, I, there's so there's so much on the plate. But what I would want to do as the sheriff is first and foremost return law enforcement back to your elected represent, representative, the sheriff, to make sure that you know you return power to the sheriff's department to the sheriff. You return power back to the people. Okay. Secondly, I, I, I'd like to start working on the infrastructure of our of our uh, jail systems and, and what they are. Uh, I mean. If anybody's so ever watched that movie, let, let me ask you this really quick. Yeah. Okay. Here, here you are running for sheriff, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know this, and I don't know if you know this, but I mean, it may be something that you might want to, you know, you know, feather in your cap kind of thing. Um, are there uh, prisons run for profit in Virginia? And if you don't know, you say you don't know because you can go learn because I'm going to go learn. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can think of one right down the road. There's a privately owned prison. Uh, um, oh, shoot. Now, uh, 
it, everybody call it's built in Dixie Caverns. Um, uh, hold on one second. And let me ask. Let me ask my girlfriend because she knows what it's called. Sweetie, what's the name of that? What's the name of that jail that received federal funding out there in Dixie Caverns? The, the Blue Ridge. Okay, Western Virginia Regional Jail. There's oh, one out yeah. in <laughs> yep. There's one out in Botetourt County. The, the, the jail that was built in Botetourt was built with the sheriff's money. And now, any actually, any jail in, in, in America, you know, well, any, any jail in Virginia, they have, the, they have the authority now to house prisoners up to five years that are supposed to be serving DOC time. So even a jail is is for profit. I mean, if if a jail receives over a hundred thousand dollars a year per felon uh, per inmate that's charged with a felony, I can guarantee you that they don't spend a hundred thousand dollars on a prisoner. And I, well, I'm not sure how. <laughs> I don't know who it is that put this out there first, but I'm going to borrow it because I won't take credit for something I didn't put out there. Um, you know, with with the uh, the illegal immigrants that are supposedly getting round up, and we've had like maybe 70 of them picked up. Um, everybody wants to talk about these undocumented workers, and I'm being sarcastic on purpose. They right. are illegal immigrants, okay? They came to this country illegally against the law. Who is going to fill the jobs that they do once or if they actually get, you know, Deported and sent back to wherever it is that they, you know, immigrated or you know, yeah, immigrated from. Oh, guess what? Well, you know, we have prisons for profit, so let's go ahead and use those guys to take care of this stuff. And that's like messed up. It is messed up. Okay, especially if you're in but, this for something as, as as you know, low crime as like, oh my gosh, I had like an eighth of marijuana in my pocket and I wasn't looking to sell it because I was going to go home and smoke it. I just got it. So you're going to put me in prison now for like five years or 10 years. Are you kidding me? Well, the way, the way it is in the state of Virginia, uh, anything from a half ounce to five pounds is a class five felony. Anything from a half, half of a half of an ounce to five pounds is a class five felony. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Is that, is that is that state it, or is that federal? Uh, that's uh, I guess state. All right. Well, let's I know, look into I know, that. I know for um, a fact. I know. I know for a fact because when I was eighteen, I was charged with it. <laughs> okay. That uh, on, we need on to take my a break. Okay. All right, we, we need we need to take a break. We'll get back to that because I do want to ask you about your view on on that particular you know uh, substance. Thank you very much. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question or a comment, I would like you to dial the phone number four two four two five eight nine two two zero. You're going to hear a pre-recorded message. Once that's done and you can hear the program again, I want you to press the number one button and somebody will answer your phone call put you live and get you on with Keeper, myself, and Mr. Daniel Heiberger, and you can ask, ask your question directly. We're going to take a break. We're going to listen to Ayla Brown, hero in her hometown, before we actually get to the commercials, because I hate commercials just as much as everybody else does. We'll be right back shortly, so don't go away. Stay tuned. Plenty more of Keeper's Mindful. Right
Are you still looking for that perfect gift? Something special that might just be over the top or over the top of the tub? Check out Tanglewood Soap Company. With over 100 cents, these handcrafted soaps made in small batches ensure the freshest ingredients are delivered directly to you. 100% all-natural extracts and exfoliants combined right here in America. That pride, that quality shines bright at Tanglewood Soap. Look for them on Facebook, they deliver right to your door, or visit the shop at 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Tanglewood Soap Company, where soap becomes art. There's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. If you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Bray, and you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesman. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know, um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person, and I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it and he just sort of gives his words. Prince William calling, 1145. This is the final call for 1145. Officer Ashley Gwenden, end of watch, February 27th, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Pole. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobb's Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia, where 198 meets great taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving a shout-out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in to These Guys Are Awesome. Hey, this is 
Mike, and I listen to Mom Fool every Wednesday. Welcome back to Keeper's Mind Pool, everybody. 424-258-9220 is the phone number to call. Press the number one button. If you get a question or comment, somebody will answer your phone call. If they don't answer, you're probably going to get put live tonight. I've got a uh, a step-in producer behind the scenes that's doing an absolutely fabulous job. Played the song on cue, played the commercials on cue, and I could not be happier with the fill-in tonight. So please give a big round of applause to Mr. Todd. Uh, we're talking with Mr. Daniel Heiberg, or he's running for sheriff in Roanoke City, Virginia. And we've been kind of all over the map. And I'd like to get back to a little bit more of why he is running and where he would like to see things. And I think he understands that because we've been talking behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, it's the stepping up to this kind of place. You know, it, 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 it takes a certain amount of brass and I do mean brass balls. You've got to be able to withstand, you know, the kind of, of scrutiny that you're probably going to go through. I mean, I hope that you're ready for that. I hope that you and your loved ones are ready for that kind of thing because, you know, you're going to get put in the spotlight. There's going to be a liberal machine that's going to come after you like, oh, no, 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 this is no, no. And everything about your past, your history, current, present, um, possible future because they want to get into the minority report aspect and in case you might actually commit a crime and guess and all that other crap because we see that every day. I hope that you and yours are ready for that. I mean, Oh yeah, let let let's talk about that a minute. I mean, where are you guys coming from? Because, you know, well, you you've know, got you've got to be ready for it. Oh yeah, well, you know, I've I've um I've been running a social media campaign, and I've I've kind of been in the uh, the spotlight here, say, uh, for for quite some time now through through Facebook and other uh, other social medias and whatnot. And I've I've already had my past drug up and thrown in my face before, and and so on and so forth, and it doesn't bother me. I'll be the first one to admit to you that I'm not a perfect person. I have made my mistakes. I have been on the other side of those bars, and uh, I, I know firsthand what what people go through when they get caught up in, in this corrupt system that that we have now. Uh, and, a, and a lot of my past experiences is what's driving me to to, to go down this path. And things that I've been through are, are, are pushing me in this direction, um, you know, because I, I, I want to make a difference for myself and, and my family and, and my community most of all. Um, for example, um, you know, in today's day and age, if, if a man or woman, more often than a man, falls behind on their child support, they take away their license and then they put them in jail. <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to catch up on it when you put me in jail? Yeah. And and when you're in jail, your debt continues to increase to rise. <laughs> okay. 
when you take when you if if you don't live in a city that where the transportation system is, is will get you to back and forth to a good job in a timely manner, you know, taking a man's license or woman's license, and which is ridiculous to have to have in the first place. Uh, <laughs> All right. You know, you, you the system is set up to make people fail. The system is set up. Once you get in it, it's ten times as hard to get out. And these are the things that need to change, and these are the things that are pushing me in, in the direction that I'm going. Um, you know, not to mention that yeah, so, social media, has it's a blessing and a curse. It's it's a good yeah. way to, to, to reach a lot of people, and it's a good way for a lot of people to reach you. And that's not always a good thing. Um, because of my staunch support of the Second Amendment, this this liberal machine that you that you talk about, I, I have fallen vic- victim to it myself in my personal life. Because of my staunch support of the Second Amendment and, and the rallies that I host and, and being very outspoken about the right of the people to keep and bear arms uh, that shall not be infringed, uh, there, there, there's been a group of... Uh, of leftist extremists, as, as I refer to them, who actually made it their personal mission to call and harass my workplace over and over again until management got tired enough and, and said, Daniel, we're going to have to let you go. I mean, so I'm I'm fully aware that there's going to be plenty of people out there who are going to be like, you know, well, this guy's done this, this guy's done this, this guy's done this. Well, my trials and tribulations and what I've been through in my life and and, and the mistakes I've made have molded me into the man I am today, and I wouldn't change it for the world, and I'll be the first one to admit my mistakes. So I'm not, I'm not worried about dirt being drug up from my past and, and, and thrown in my face. That, 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 that doesn't bother me. That doesn't scare me. I am who I am because of what I've been through. So, right. you know, more, more, than, more than happy, the, the, more, the more they dig, the more they – I mean g- – it, it doesn't bother you're human. Me that one. You're human. You know, you're you're yeah. not some you know mystical being that hasn't made any mistakes I'm, in their life. I have there tattoos. I have tattoos. <laughs> I, mean, I have I have I have gauges in my ear. I, I I grow a beard. You know, I'm I'm not what people would consider the cookie cutter idea of what uh, elected political figure might be. Uh, you know, well, I am. I am. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The the way things are going, okay. Uh, the older generation has got to understand that the people that you see, or you know, as typically or atypically, the, the kind of person that you would want to see represent you, is no longer applicable to today. I mean, granted, I don't want to see, like, some feminazi chick, you know, going out there on the march and having that, that stuffed thing that was wrapped around her head that was supposed to look like a vagina, which really didn't, but it was just disgusting, um, represent anybody in a political arena. But at the same time, you know, if, if you see somebody that's like a real person, like yourself, a real person, hey, I'm a real person. I've made mistakes. I've learned from the mistakes. I want to represent you. In this particular instance, I want to represent you and the people of this community as a sheriff because I've been there. I, know, I have that experience, 
okay, I've been on the other side of that equation. That kind of thing, we need to, we need to like, you know, separate ourselves so much from the, the cookie cutter thing, that, like you were saying, and really understand the people that are in our community. And so many people fail to do that. So, I mean, that definition, uh, even, even by, you know, experience no longer applies. It, it can't. Uh, it, it, I mean, it no longer can. There, I, uh, in my personal opinion, I don't think there is anybody that would be more qualified to represent them than myself because I have walked miles upon miles in their shoes. I am the yeah. common, I am the common man. I'm blue collar, you know. I, I've worked hard all my life to have the little bit of things that I, that I've been able to keep. I've been up, I've been down, I've been under bridges, I've I've, I've had homes, I, I've I've been there, I've done that, I've, I've seen it all. And well, not I've seen all that I could see so far in my 31 years, and uh, it, for myself personally, if if I was an outsider looking in and saw me running for this office, someone who's who's been through the systems, someone who has been someone whose rights has been violated, and, and that understands, you know what the Constitution was written for, its original intent to protect the people, in my personal opinion, I would I would rather vote for that person than some squeaky clean cookie cutter image of a politician. <laughs> yeah. Because I would rather have that's exactly the reason why Donald Trump is actually president right now, because he's lived in the society that the rest of us live in and hasn't been protected by the bubble of this political arena. And having all those special perks and all that stuff, that's why he got elected, because he has lived among the people. He has done that job. He has had to work within the system that was designed by the political elite, and that's where you're coming from. That's exactly where you're coming from, Yeah, because you've lived there. I mean, I, I, can, I, I can identify with that man's cam- campaign. A lot of people, there's so many people in this world who are sick and tired of career politicians because they seen where it's, where it's got them. Nowhere, and nowhere, except further in the hole, you know, because of background. And, and the thing is, I'm not, I'm not in that bubble. I'm not in that circle. So I don't owe anybody favors. <laughs> you know, I don't have to do something for somebody else because they've never done anything for me. So, all right, so, so even, let me throw this, let me throw this at you. All right. Okay. And, you know, after this, I'd like to get a closing statement from you. We're going to wrap up at about uh, half yeah, about 30 minutes after the top of the hour here. So okay. roughly 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, all right, so let me throw this at you. You are at a fundraiser. Okay. You're, you're, you're looking to be elected. You're at a fundraiser. People are actually, you know, listening to your message. And, you know, they, they, they want to donate money to get you elected and things like that. Somebody comes along and donates like, Make up a figure, five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And they're 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 talking to you, and you know they're of course you know they got all this money. I mean, they're five hundred thousand dollars to them in this particular instance is like you know pocket change to the rest of us to live paycheck to paycheck because I don't have a bank account either. They're talking about stuff, you know. Well, yeah, and they're not actually saying it outright because that would be you know illegal, but they're hinting at this and they're hinting at that and everything like that. How would you deal with that? That's you know five hundred thousand dollars going into your political campaign, which 
we, you know, if anybody pays attention to you, that, that, that it does not all need to get spent. And what happens to that after the fact, you know, you can do with whatever you want if you get elected. Even if you don't get elected, it, I mean, that money doesn't have to go back to the people that donated it. So that's basically your money now, which is right. how it, it's actually working. I mean, wh- what would you say to that person? You know, they, well, you know, um, I have, I, I mean, in a hypothetical situation, yeah, in a hypothetical situation where I was having a fundraiser, um, and someone said, "Hey, here's five thousand, here's five hundred thousand dollars. Could uh, you know, I like this, that, and the other." I'm like, "Well, that's good for you. Um, I don't want your money, and I don't want anybody's money. I haven't asked for money. I'm not, I'm not running a traditional campaign. I'm very, uh, very much grassroots type campaign here. Word of mouth. Um, you know, it." it I'm I'm not going to run TV ads. I'm not going to ask for people's money. I'm asking for votes. I'm asking for people to to go to Daniel Heiberger for Redux City Sheriff on Facebook, look it up, uh, share it, tell their friends about it. I'm not asking for money. You know, we don't need money to make this happen. We just need people who give a hoot to share, and uh, and and to tell their friends about it, and and their family about it, and to and to just. Word of mouth is the best advertisement that you can get anyways. Um, yeah. But um, as far as, like, political campaign donations, keep your money. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want anybody's money. There's too many people in this world that are taking your money already. Keep it. Okay? <laughs> all, I want, all I want from people is the vote. So, yeah, because, I mean, I mean being a sheriff, you're getting, like, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year anyway. So, I mean, you are I getting paid. Even, I, haven't even looked at, I haven't even looked at the income. I don't even know what the sure. sheriff gets paid. That's really not any concern of me. Heck, if I made more than $24,000 a year, I wouldn't know what to do with all that money. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I mean, how, how many people are living at that at that level? You know, where, where that's that's poverty level, man, supposedly, according to the federal government. Lived, that's not poverty. I have <laughs> lived below the poverty line most of my adult life. <laughs> me too, I, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a humble man. I don't need... I don't need uh, uh, an, an Audi or, or, or a BMW. Or, you know, I don't. I don't need these things. I just need a vehicle to get me from point A to point B. You know, I, I don't need a six-bedroom home. Although it'd be nice to have a house big enough to put all my kids in. <laughs> you <know>? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, 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 when I was in high school, I, I took building trades. I bought a top technical education college. I can go if I had some property. I could. Cut down the trees, mill my own lumber, and build my own house. Grow but, your own you know, food. Of course, and be I done to, with it. Well, of course, I have to jump through some hoops with the local government in order to do that. Yeah, and pay no, some money to somebody. <laughs> pay some more money to Man. somebody else. But, but no, I mean, right, and, so, and, so, so let's 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 wrap up, okay? I okay. mean, you're running for sheriff because why? Because we need. More than anything, because we the people need constitutional representation in office to stand up for them, to protect them, and, and, and to return law enforcement back to your elected representatives, to, to return the power of the people back to the people through their vote and through you know, having a, a constitutional representation, constitutional sheriff. I mean, his, their job would be just that, to protect the people's civil rights, to ensure, I mean, believe it or not, the sheriff is actually, so 
the, a sheriff doesn't stand in the judge's courtroom, okay? It's not their courtroom. It's the, the sheriff is there to make sure the judge doesn't infringe on your civil rights. The sheriff is there to make sure the politicians don't. The, the, the sheriff is there to ensure the right that you have a way to protect yourself. Bandits along the along the road, if you will. Okay, right. it, the whole purpose of uh, of this campaign, more so than to return law enforcement back to the sheriff's department in Roanoke City, and return the power of law enforcement back to the people, is to protect the people, is to educate the people, and and, and for them to to understand that you know it's not always about what city council tells them to do. I have been to multiple city council meetings, asked direct questions to our elected representatives, and they just look at you in the face and twiddle their thumbs with no reply. Almost like they're oh, in la and not even listening to anything you have to say. Not interested in answering the people's questions. And people need to remember, we put them there. We can take them out of there. They work for us. And just as sheriff, I would be working for you. Um, and you know our our, our you know our sheriff. I'd like I'd like to see him actually stand up and do something, but he doesn't. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see at least you know Tim Jones, I've, our police chief. I've seen him on the news multiple times, and he says that the Constitution means something to him. And I hope that's true. I really do. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he is a closet constitutionalist, and he's just scared to speak out because he doesn't want to lose his job, which yeah, is the position. Completely, completely possible. You know, uh, it, it is. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'd love to actually sit down with the guy and pick his brain and get to know him on on, on a personal level, but I doubt that's going to happen. Well, um, you can make an appointment with him. Yeah, I could. I could. I, I wonder if he would. He might. He seems. I mean, from from what I can tell, he seems like a pretty stand up guy. Um, for the most part, <laughs> other than you know, he mm-hmm. serves at the mayor's mill. <laughs> Well, I guarantee um, you, you know, I mean, if this went if this went as far as I think it did, they're probably listening to what you have to say. Uh, oh, I, I, mean, I don't know if you've been interviewed on anything else or or been in the newspaper or anything like that, but I I want you to get some traction. I want people to hear what you got going on, where you're coming from. You're going to get better at this. I want to have you back on this show, and I, I put your phone number out to a couple of guys. And we'll see if I get you on some more shows. I got a guy in, uh, that's, that's in Florida that's probably going to call you up once I give him your number because he's supposed to hit me up, and I'll probably send it to him anyway. It's also a blog talk radio radio podcast. Um, so I want you to get some traction. I want people to understand where you're coming from um, and, and and get your message out there. So you know. Think about what you want to say. I mean, this may be your first interview. I don't know. If it is, great. If it's not, okay too. But I mean, well, get... you know, I, I always, I always speak straight from the heart. I, I don't, I haven't sat down and prepared anything. And I know we've been kind of all over the place on different topics. But all these, all these things are 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 one and the same. They really are. And and all these, all these violations of our of of our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All these, you know, just basically tyranny around every corner, if you will, um, all this all this oppression uh, against our freedom, all these things is what's driving me into this political arena because, um, you know, I've had multiple Second Amendment rallies in the city, and that, that stirred up the pot 
uh, quite a bit, and I have been interviewed for things like that in, in the newspaper, and I, I've been down to city council meetings armed with, with a Glock on one hip and two backup mags on the other and, and, and proved <laughs> to city council one again, once again that guns don't kill people because the left likes to scream guns kill people. But, you yeah. know, at these rallies I've hosted and, you know, hundreds of guns, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and not one single shot's been fired. Nobody's died. Nobody's hurt. Nobody got hurt in the city council meetings, and myself and multiple other uh, patriots were in there armed with sidearms and backup mags. Nobody died. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. I mean, and, it, and we're just we could go ahead. We could we could go on about the Second Amendment because <laughs> uh, you know I'm pro Second Amendment. You know, yes, sir. It's it the Second Amendment is there uh, for a very specific reason. Yes, and it is. If you don't know your if you don't know your history, you're not going to know what that reason is. It's not about hunting. It's not about you know going up and you know like getting drunk and go shooting up a tree or whatever it happens to be. It's there for a very very specific reason, and you've got to mm-hmm. know your history. And it's getting twisted, you know, in in our schools. Uh, so when we teach our children about the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, the whole Constitution, the whole thing, you. you Anything that's there cannot be removed. It's there for a reason, and you got to back it up by knowledge of the Federalist Papers and all that stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up. Yes, sir. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, the Second Amendment wasn't written because the deer were coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, definitely not. Um, but so, but yeah, you Mr. know, Daniel November seventh, November seventh, two thousand seventeen. You know, I, if you live in Roanoke City or you know somebody that does, I encourage you to look up Daniel Heiberger for Roanoke City Sheriff on Facebook. Um, my last name, H-I-G-H-B-E-R-G-E-R, just like it sounds. Um, uh, you know, again, I'm running for, to, to give you, the people, constitutional representation and to protect your civil rights, your natural rights bestowed upon you by your creator, and to 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 actually start making the change that everybody is desperately crying for. So, Yes, they absolutely are. So um, I'm definitely going to have you back in the next few months, certainly to find out where you're at, what's going on, uh, all, the whole process of getting your name put on the ballot and all that stuff. We'll talk about that. And um, definitely, definitely uh, want to stay in touch. So I'm glad that we are friends behind the scenes. I'm, go- I'm so honored to have met you in person. You're a stand-up dude. Uh, you, you, like you said, you know, you, you you talk straight from where you're at, and that is that is so far from being politically correct. It's refreshing. So, <laughs> Mr. Daniel Heiberger, I appreciate you being here, sir. Uh, Thank you, brother. I love and respect to you and your family. Uh, give everybody hugs and kisses for me because I've met. The other one that's on the on, I think I think they're on the line. Um, so big respect to you and your family, brother. Um, take care. We'll get you back on next couple of months, and I'll see about making sure that you can hit some of these other shows and get your word out there. Okay. Anytime, brother, and I appreciate it. Thank you so very much, and and uh, for letting me be a part of this. And hopefully we we got some got some minds thinking. Absolutely. Uh, my mind's thinking. I'm, I mean, I'm like really close to a headache because I got to do, go do some research because I've asked you some questions that I don't know the answers to. So maybe <laughs> we'll enough. trade information on the other side, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you again very much, and uh, God bless everybody out there that was listening. God bless you. Thank you, Mr. Daniel Heiberger. Running for the uh, position of sheriff in Roanoke City, Virginia, make sure and take a look. Uh, Daniel Heiberger for sheriff. 
Roanoke, uh, City, Virginia. I think it's on Facebook. Um, we'll get that information definitively, and it will be posted on Keeper's Mind Pool on Facebook. It'll probably go out in Twitter as well, so look for that. We're going to wrap things up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to focus on this particular guest tonight because this, what he, where he's coming from is is definitely something that people need to be paying attention to. We got to know what they're doing, where they're coming from, why they're doing what they're doing. So many people are taking it for granted that just because we have elected somebody that they're going to do the right thing all the time. I think that this gentleman would do the right thing all the time, and I would I would definitely want you guys to vote for him. If you live in Roanoke City or close to it, go put your vote for him. Come November, we'll be talking with him more, so don't go away. I want to wrap things up tonight. Um, I'm sorry I don't have a, a tune to roll out with, but I want to wish everybody a great week. Pay attention to the larger political forum as well, what's going on in our federal government. Don't let that slip your attention. Be sure and pay attention to what our president is doing. Is it the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? If you don't agree, make your voice heard. My name is Keeper. It's really Robert Kilpatrick. I don't behi- I don't hide behind that name, Keeper, but I use it because it's easy to remember here on Keeper's My Pool. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Well, maybe actually, you know what? Maybe we won't see you next week because my son's going to be here. So, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. God bless. Good night. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.